I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, reoccurring guest, you know him as at Mavs Draft on Twitter. Richard, what you got for me? Man, it's uh, I, I'd be lying to you if I said I had a lot for you. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing well. I uh, actually went down to the Orlando protests again uh, last night, so that was Tuesday, and uh, it was peaceful. Marched around. We've been, you know. Um, yeah, it just it feels like for me, you know, as, as a white man, it just feels like the the least I can do, the minimum amount I can do is show up, right? They talk about that in a lot of different scenarios in life. Like you just show up, right? And so I'm like, I'm just gonna show up and show support in whatever way I can. I um I recommend it to to everyone just to see the people, to see um because because you go down there and, and you actually get to see the people that this that all this is affecting because it's not affecting me, right? Like as a white guy, it's just not, it's, this doesn't really affect me in a, in a direct way, but it affects a lot of people down there. I got to interact with a lot of them, hear their stories, hear about what they're going through and things like that. So that's my, that's my thing for today. Uh, and we saw, you know, the Mavericks are still, um, you know, involved in some of the protesting they're involved in, um, you know, reaching out. Dirk Nowitzki actually was, was, you know, seen today or found, I guess, seen or found. I don't know which one I would say, but he was uh, helping rebuild, you know, a building. And uh, he put out this, um, he put out a message and I just thought that it was really good. I want to read it on the podcast. So this is from Dirk Nowitzki. This is his statement. He said, my heart goes out to the Floyd family and all the families affected by racism and social injustice. I'm devastated and saddened that we continue to see this over and over again. I fear for my children's futures. Families have felt this way for generations. We need change now. Can we be kind and respectful? Can we listen and learn from one another? Can we educate our children? You have my commitment. You have my support. You have my ears and you have my voice. I'm showing my commitment by supporting an organization leading this powerful and overdue change in our society, in our society. And I just thought that was so great that, you know, talking about, can we listen? Can we be there? And, uh, that's what we have to do. If, if this is not affecting you, you know, directly like myself, then you have to listen to those that are and, and, be an ally and support those that are. And so coming from, uh, you know, us, we try to talk about some of these issues, but um, yeah, just, just listen and be there and support people. That's my, that's my thing for today. Um, today we are going to get into the 2013 NBA draft. Going to try to do a little bit of uh, maybe distraction. Maybe some people needs to just go back and um, you know, hear about an old draft and hear what the maps could have done and go back and uh, hear some speculation. So Richard and I are going to do that today. We're going to go back to the 2013 draft, which is a really famous draft now for the maps because of what it could have been, <laughs> what it could have been with, with Giannis and all that. So we're going to do that. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's actually a protein bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code lockdown. You'll get $10 off your first order. All right, Richard, let's just go through this draft the 2013 draft it was really weird it was weird at the time it's still weird now um there wasn't like a, i mean okay victor oladipo is a good player other than that in the top nine there wasn't any other good players right <laughs> or Otto porter i guess is a good player but this is such a weird draft that the top nine didn't produce many good players at all 
Yeah, and and if you remember, Nerlens Noel was probably going to go number one if he didn't have the torn ACL too. That was something for him that it really held him back, and then that's why he fell to number six. The whole draft class was just so weird. Like if you were an NBA fan in 2013, you knew where you were. You remember where you were. Uh, when Anthony Bennett's name was called by Cleveland <laughs> at number one. I, I still remember everything about that moment, what I was thinking before. Uh, I mean, it was a monumental moment in uh, recent NBA history. I mean, the Bill Simmons reaction, yeah. all of it. <laughs> Every time I hear Anthony Bennett's name, I just think of Bill Simmons going, whoa, on the broadcast, right? Just, I can hear it vividly. So yeah, Anthony Bennett goes number one to Cleveland. And before the draft, people had him like seventh. They didn't have him anywhere near number one. And all of a sudden, he just goes number one. Victor Lodipo went number two to Orlando. Otto Porter Jr. went third to Washington. Charlotte took Cody Zeller. Phoenix took Alex Len at five. Nerlens Noel goes to New Orleans, but he ends up getting traded to Philadelphia. We'll talk about that trade in a minute. Sacramento takes Ben McLemore. Detroit takes Contavious Caldwell-Pope at eight. And at nine, Minnesota takes Trey Burke. So that's the top nine. I mean, Victor Oladipo's a good player. Otto Porter's, you know, a decent player. Other than that, man, that that list is just awful. Yeah, and I mean, you hear some role players, but a lot of those guys are ninth, tenth, eleventh men on on decent teams. I mean, they're they're just guys, you know, for a lot of the top ten outside of Oladipo, uh, for the most part. And I mean, Noel kind of too. But yeah, the top nine is brutal. The whole 10 through 15 pretty much is stronger than any part of the other class. And so then you go through the rest of the draft, and it, this is so telling of this draft and probably of, of future drafts and others that you know probably the top five players were not in the top nine, which is pretty wild. Uh, CJ McCollum goes 10 to Portland. He's definitely up there. Uh, we get Giannis, obviously, at 15 in Milwaukee. You get Rudy Gobert at 27. Uh, Robert Covington goes undrafted in this draft. Um, other good players. Dennis Schroeder goes number 17. You have, uh, yeah, that, those, that's probably the top five players, right, in this draft. CJ McCollum, Dennis Schroeder, Giannis, Gobert, and then Covington, right? Like, that's my five. Would you put anybody else in that five? Yeah, so Covington, actually, I would I would put him pretty safely in the top four. Um, I'd sit, pretty much say Adams would be the only other guy. True, yeah. For. Everyone else is just kind of there, and it's it's wild to say what I'm about to say. But Tim Hardaway Jr. isn't far off from that. <laughs> like he's very close to making that list. <laughs> yeah, it just just relative to the rest of this draft, which is pretty wild. So, uh, all right, and then undrafted player Seth Curry also goes undrafted in this draft. Uh, Dwayne Dedman, Nicolo Melli, other players that were drafted. Um, Gorgie Jang goes twenty one. Mason Plumlee goes twenty two. Tim Hardaway Jr. goes twenty four, like we mentioned. Um, and then Alan Crabb goes thirty one. I guess those, that's sort of mentionable. <laughs> and so uh, notable trades: you have New Orleans traded the sixth pick, which is Nerlens Noel, and a two thousand fourteen first pick, first round pick to Philadelphia for Drew Holiday, and a second round pick. You have Minnesota who traded Trey Burke, the number nineteenth pick, to Utah for fourteen and twenty one. So they got Shabazz Muhammad and Gorgie Jang. The Dallas, of course, we know this, made two trades. They traded the 13th pick, which is Kelly Olenek, to Boston for the number 16th pick, which is uh, Lucas Nugera, Bebe. And then they got two you know, 2014 second-round picks. And then Dallas takes that 16th pick, which is Lucas Nugera and Jared Cunningham, and the 44th pick, which is Mike Muscala, and traded it to Atlanta for Shane Larkin, a.k.a. extra cap space to get Dwight Howard. <laughs> um, going back, I mean, would you do any of that again if you're the Mavs? <laughs> 
Well, first of all, if I knew Shane Larkin would be the MVP in 2020 of the EuroLeague, uh, <laughs> they may have missed that last part. Maybe they got a message from the future. Uh, no, I would not be doing that. Uh, they just got the wrong lot- league, right? They, they knew he'd be an MVP. They just got the wrong <laughs> league. So, I mean, they did something, right? Just not for <laughs> them. But no, that, uh, that whole draft night was an absolute just failure. Uh, I mean, to be quite frank, uh, even if they had kept... Uh, I think they had a Linux, right? Was you said was part of it? Yeah, he was the thirteenth pick. He was the original thirteenth pick that went to Boston. So I don't know if Dallas would have taken him or if that was a Boston pick for Dallas. You know, right? And and it was just two times. Even if they had gotten a Linux instead of Giannis, like Olenek probably signs a second contract in Dallas. Larkin didn't even get to that point. He was luckily the Mavs got something out of him, but overall, I mean, that was a pretty bad trade that they lost in every aspect. And that uh, was the year. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I mean, they got two future seconds. They traded Kelly Olynyk. They also sent Jared Cunningham. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah, and and the seconds would have been valuable, but I I think the Mavs like threw that away in 2014. <laughs> Don't on that. Yeah, they I mean, didn't I, do much with I, seconds until fairly yeah. recently. All right, let's get into um, let's get into a redraft. So we're going to redraft the, the lottery and see what the Mavericks would have ended up with if we get to that point. So let's do that. But before we do, Richard, let me tell you something about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious candy bar that's actually a protein bar. You could eat it as a candy bar if you really wanted to. They're, they're that good. 100% chocolate on the outside. They have 16 amazing flavors that you can try. And you can go and get $10 off a box right now with the promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, they're great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in something delicious. If you're in, on some kind of diet, I know Isaac is on some kind of uh, keto diet or something like that. He just doesn't he doesn't eat carbs, and he says he eats like a burger without the bun and all these things. He takes the taste away from a lot of things. Uh, he can still eat Built Bars, and he can do that. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. You can go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and get ten whole dollars off your off your first order use the promo code locked on i know a lot of listeners have reached out and said that they got some let me know if you've gotten built bars and if you like them uh go ahead and dm me and also dm me if you've been to any of these protests i'm interested to see um some people's stories and maybe put some on the podcast so let me know if you've been to any protests in dallas that is uh, on the side that has nothing to do with built bar but built bar <laughs> use the promo code locked on get ten dollars off your first order promo code locked on builtbar.com all right, Richard, let's get into this redraft. So let's just start right away. Number one, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And let's try to do a consensus between the two of us. We'll not we'll not do the back and forth thing. Uh, they have to take Giannis. I mean, there's just no question about that. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, they're, like I said, I mean, we already knew one MVP of this league, but uh, that came from this draft. But you have to drop the one that, you know, ended up as the NBA MVP in Giannis. So there's there's really no debate here, right? Like, there's nothing really more to talk about with him on that. But there's, you're not going to, you know, maybe go bear, but are you really going to choose go bear over the MVP, even though he's defensive player of the year? Like, there's no argument. His stock, right. his stock uh, is not super high right now. Maybe as a player, it's about the same, but <laughs> uh, his stock is not high. Uh, yeah. How does this change Cleveland, though? They have Kyrie already, and then they get Giannis. Let's say they develop in the same way, or let's say Giannis was going to be this good of a player no matter where he went, which I kind of agree with. Um, does LeBron come back sooner? Does LeBron not come back? This, is such, this would be such a fascinating what if, if Cleveland got this pick right. This one specifically, even more than the Wiggins one. So... Wow, yeah, that changes a lot of the timeline. So here's what I was thinking is what happens if LeBron comes back, right? And then they trade him to Minnesota 
instead of it being Anthony Bennett, would they still include him in a trade for a third star or do they see him as that third star, even though he doesn't necessarily fit the timeline? Yeah. So Giannis, let's see, LeBron comes back. Giannis is not, he's not Giannis yet, right? He's not like at the peak of his powers yet. Um, when LeBron comes back, LeBron comes back in 2000 and, uh, 14, the 2014, 15 season Giannis. What was Giannis? Was Giannis even an all-star that season? No, he was still a shell of himself. I mean, probably like 10 points a game yeah. at most. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like at he's in he's in year two. He's 12 points a game, six rebounds, two and a half assists, uh, and like a block is blocking a steal per game. And he's like, he didn't start 10 games, which is like wild to think about that he didn't start 10 games that year. Uh, and then he the next year, 21, he kind of takes the next step, a little more step forward, and then he's an all-star the year after that. So yeah, they probably would have, but I don't know if his value would have been good enough to get an all-star like Andrew Wiggins was at the time. Which is also wild to think about that Giannis' stock wouldn't have been that high, but um, yeah, if they would have been able to be patient, Giannis and LeBron with Kyrie is a, a fascinating what if. Yeah, and and he probably, I mean, does he fit better than Kevin Love? I mean, he has to, right? Like at twenty sixteen, for example. Um, I mean, obviously twenty fifteen, you probably have Kevin Love over Giannis. Yeah, I don't uh, know. He gives him a defensive edge for sure, but I think they really needed Kevin Love's spacing, I think, and rebounding. Yeah. Yeah, and and even and going a step further, like say they do, uh, they don't make a trade. Do, does LeBron stay and not ever go to LA? Um, like say that they don't get Kevin Love, and they stick with him, and you know they keep riding and riding until they get the championship. They keep going with that core. Do they stick? You know, with that three, does Kyrie get traded? I mean, there's a lot of questions that come from if Cleveland had known what to do, what happened <laughs> at all. There's so many what ifs you can go down with this. <laughs> yeah, and Giannis and LeBron's game don't necessarily mesh that well either. So there would have been all kinds of what ifs, like oh maybe Giannis wouldn't have been as good of a player because he didn't get control of the ball as much because LeBron's there. Like who knows? There's all kinds of different things. Would or would Giannis have just become this ultimate, you know, roll it, roller? Right? That he would have just been, you know, an incredible roller that can also you know run the the second unit offense. It just there's so many other things. All right, let's move on to number two. Orlando. Uh, who do you think Orlando should take uh, at this point? Is it Rudy Gobert, Bus, CJ McCollum? Who are we thinking? Man, I see. I could see an argument for Oladipo still being the answer. Or Oladipo, um, yeah, it's a good call. He, but I think you have to go Gobert. I think he's the unanimous second best player in this draft. So that's who I would go with. What about you? Yeah, the, the Victor Oladipo one is hard um, because we know how it went, right? <laughs> like we know he didn't turn into that player that he is now in Orlando. So do you try it again or and hope that he becomes a better player? Or do you just go with Rudy Gobert, who was probably going to be this player? Uh, and maybe not as, as good, maybe not two-time defensive player of the year if he goes to Orlando, but he's still going to be a really, really good player. Like I, I just don't know. It's, it's, it's another what if. Um, does Victor Oladipo become all-star level Victor Oladipo in Orlando if he had stayed? Probably not. Yeah, and, and that's a good question. I will say, though, that I would give Orlando the benefit of the doubt of developing a young big uh, <laughs> based on their True. history. I would, I would let them develop Gobert pretty well. That might be my swing factor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good call. But, no, there are a lot of what ifs from it. I mean, who knows? First of all, where Oladipo would even go after and how that changes his development. Number three, the Washington Wizards. Um, they already have John Wall and Bradley Beal at this point. Uh, and John Wall is not like completely, <laughs> completely injured all the time. He's really young John Wall still. 
Uh, do they? I don't know if they still go Oladipo, and then CJ McCollum's the other one you would think of that they would go with. Uh, man, that that's a tough one. Probably Robert Covington here, right? Okay, I thought I was going to be crazy and have this bold take. I, I think it's Robert Covington too. I mean, Otto Porter was a good fit. It's just you get a better player in Robert Covington. Um, and so yeah, why would you not, you know, turn down a better version of Otto Porter essentially? <laughs> Maybe you just go CJ McCollum and make him your ultimate sixth man. Maybe you go that route and then maybe you can also play Beal at three a little bit, but because I think Ooh, I think CJ McCollum's a better well CJ McCollum's just a better scorer than Robert Covington. It's hard to kind of compare who you think is a better player just because one does something that's flashier, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it is hard and and like the three guard lineup essentially is an option. It would be you know, they would compete with the Mavs for years for smallest back or, you know, smallest three guard lineup uh, in the NBA. But that it, both options are crazy hard because Oladipo is probably the third best player from this draft. But for Washington, he doesn't fit with them. So, I mean, I, I go Covington on this just because of that. I think that's I think that's my vote. So, number four, I think we're we're sending Oladipo to Charlotte. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which would be a great fit with Kemba. I mean, that would be an inc- that's an incredible fit right there. Yeah, and that's probably the best value, and in, in the draft is getting arguably the third best player at four. Wild, wild for Charlotte. So Charlotte gets Oladipo. So we've done. Cleveland gets Giannis. Orlando gets Rudy Gobert. Washington goes Covington because they decide to go with fit instead of best player available, uh, which I wouldn't recommend. But they've decided to do that. Phoenix, um, they get CJ McCollum, right? Yeah, there's no other no other option. Now here's a question though: Do they still take Devin Booker next year in that in 2014? That's tough. <laughs> I think they do that, and then they try they just try to turn one of them into a point guard, which <laughs> they've already probably, they've already tried to do with Devin Booker a little bit, right? Like yeah. he he controls some of the offense. He does a lot of stuff out of the post. Um, I think they could I think they could definitely work together, and I think that between the two of them, you have enough ball handling and playmaking that you can make it work. Also. Make it work to what degree, right? <laughs> they haven't really done too much anyway. Yeah, no, he's good as a you know, ball handler and you can run the offense, but do you really want that full time? Yeah, but, but you, you, you share it with Devin Booker, right? You give yeah, some yeah. to Devin Booker, some to, Vic, some to CJ McCollum. You know. Right, yeah, and, and it could work that way. Um, but, I mean, either way, I think, I, think they could, I think they would fit together. Just obviously, you know, again, kind of like we talked about with Washington, the defense uh, and the size is just – Man, that would go out the window. <laughs> and it'd be better to... than it'd be better than what Phoenix has right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> Definitely a better direction. So then you have the New Orleans, they were the Hornets at the time. Uh, but they become the Pelicans. Do you do they I don't think they do they I guess they would still do this trade cuz they got Drew Holiday, right? Oh yeah, no, 100%. They 100% do that trade. Yeah, for yeah, but does Philly still do it? I guess that's the question. I, Philly still would Philly wouldn't do that, but I guess we have to keep that. I don't know which one we keep. So I'd say, I mean, I say that Philadelphia still does it. Both sides still do it, uh, just simply because of what they got the next year. Uh, because 2014 was just massive for them. They needed Embiid. Uh, obviously, this is I guess going in hindsight, but uh, I guess it's the point of a redraft is, uh, you know, if they know they still get Embiid. I think they hundred percent do it. Cause I think that that was their big prize. Not Noel. Yeah. Right. Which is why they took those big men like off all, all in a yep. row, which they still took Julio Okafor again after that. And I don't know about that pick, but <laughs> no, that was <laughs> three big was men rough. in a row, but they got one, they got one of them, right? So yeah, they still do the trade. So then Philly gets, 
Does Philly still take Noel? Man, I see. He's he's, he's not the best close. player. He's not even close. No, no. But I mean, he's still he's a solid role player. I guess the logical pick would be Dennis Schroeder. I mean, point guard for a point guard too. Yeah, you take Schroeder. The other options, there's not many other options really. <laughs> like you're not taking Hardaway Jr. Like <laughs> yeah, you're not taking Hardaway Jr. You're not taking yeah. uh, Otto Porter. Maybe, but that's just not. Uh, a, it's not a big swing. Michael Carter Williams still goes in this draft that they took later. Oh yeah, and they have two picks, so I mean, they could. I I think it would be Schroeder, and then but we'll get to the next. They don't but go they Steven Adams here, right? Because they're no, going to get a, uh, Embiid in hindsight, but we don't know that at the, uh, <laughs> during the draft. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would still take Schroeder. I would take Schroeder, just a point guard for a point guard. Uh, I mean, he obviously is you know a six man of the year candidate. Uh, he's he comes a good player. Like you, if you get a good player at six in any draft, I think you take it. I think I'm with you on that one. So we'll put Dennis Schroeder at six. And then coming up, let's do the rest of it and figure out who the Mavericks end up with at 13. And uh, we'll zoom through the rest of this draft and hopefully uh, figure out where the Mavericks are going to go. But before we get to that, Richard, let me tell you about a device that is super, super useful for anyone. It's called Blinkist. Uh, It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses it down to just 15 minutes that you can either read or listen to. It's basically spark notes for books right now that are out and nonfiction books that, that give you all this information. So... If you're out there and you're doing a book report, maybe you should, maybe you should think about Blinkist. Um, Blinkist has you give, gives you unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books. All the books you want, all for one low price. Tons and tons of books on there. Becoming by Michelle Obama. They have uh, books on you know athletes, sports. They have the you know the science of athletic performance, psychology. Um, all kinds of different things. The power of, Secrets of the Power of Negotiating, a book on Tiger Woods. There's all different kinds of books on there that you can get on Blinkist. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience, the Lockdown Mavs listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. You'll also save 25%, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. All right, Richard, let's get through the rest of this draft and then figure out where the Mavericks are going to go. So, so far, we've done Giannis Giannis went to Cleveland. Rudy Gobert went to Orlando at two. Robert Covington went to Washington at three instead of Otto Porter. Victor Oladipo goes to Charlotte. CJ McCollum goes to Phoenix. And then New Orleans does the trade still. Philly gets Dennis Schroeder at number six. So, we're at Sacramento at seven, (laughs) which is, uh, again, they kind of didn't luck out in this scenario. Who do they do they get Otto Porter? I feel like he's the next best name on this list. Yeah, him and Tim Hardaway Jr. are the two names I'm looking at. Wow, uh, that's a real so, drop off right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sacramento did not get any favors done for him. I go Otto Porter. I mean, he's a max player. I mean, obviously overpaid, but he's still a very valuable role player for any team. And Sacramento probably needed that for the future. I mean, they're still searching for someone like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you there. I think we go Otto Porter and then Detroit at eight. The next best player is probably Steven Adams, right? Yeah, and I completely overlooked him for Sacramento, but I, I go Steven Adams here for sure. That's definitely the best player available. <laughs> yeah, Steven Adams. So Steven Adams for Sacramento, for Detroit. I don't, I don't care what their big man situation is. I'm not going to go look it, <laughs> look it back uh, that, up. Oh, uh, and Drummond. 
that's like Philadelphia before Philadelphia. <laughs> Who, who cares? <laughs> let's, let's move on from Detroit. Minnesota at number nine. They actually end up uh, doing a trade, and they give this this pick to Utah. So let's do this for Utah, uh, this pick. Utah ends up getting uh, Trey Burke with this um, with this pick. But oh, who do they take now? So we have leftover. We have Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Tim Hardaway Jr., Mason Plumley, Gorgie Jang, <laughs> Kelly Olenek, Seth Curry's in our nation here. Seth Curry uh, is is coming up. <laughs> this is man, this is really hard right now. Um, Stephen Adams would have been perfect in this situation. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Cody we, Zeller, I would say Cody Zeller actually might. Uh, as as weird as that sounds, a pick and roll. I mean, obviously, if he stays healthy, a pick and roll big man. I that might. Cody Zeller's not bad. That's not a bad choice right here. Yeah, I. It hurts to say though. I. <laughs> I'll vote Cody Zeller. That's my vote. Who who do you have as your vote? Yeah, I think maybe I'd go Hardaway for the upside, but we can give him Cody Zeller. We can get, yeah, we, we, can get and we can give Hardaway Jr. to Portland since they didn't yeah, get CJ McCollum. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All these players just have to be gone by the time the Mavs go. Right? That, that's the whole. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. Okay. So Philly goes again at eleven. They took. Schroeder already at six. This is another spot Steven Adams would have been perfect for. Uh, okay, our available players, KCP, uh, Mason Plumley, Gorgie Jang, Olenek, uh, Michael Carter-Williams, which is who they actually took. Still have Nerlens. Man, this is this list is really this bad. Is, well, I'd, say, I'd say Kelly Olenek. <laughs> Kelly Olenek with Schroeder. They, I think they did the right thing back then. <laughs> back then. <laughs> Oh man, that's tough. Yeah, Kelly Olenek, I guess, goes right there. Gone. All right, next pick. This is OKC at number twelve. Uh, I'm giving them. Well, this is hard because they already have Westbrook, and I think they still have Harden at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm giving them. No, they didn't have him anymore. He was gone. Yep. In 2013. Yeah. Um, KCP is the next best player. Mason Plumley. Man, I mean, it's hard. I'm, I'm low-key leaning Alan Crabb because he was a spot-up shooter, like, you know, low usage. I That's hard. That is very hard. <laughs> yeah, but in the same way, you could say Casey, you could give him KCP I, I, as well. Good defender before, until, like, he left Detroit, so I go with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going KCP. Okay, so that leaves Dallas. Dallas is up at 13. They're not going to trade it. They're going to pick up – we're going to pick a player just to make it fun. Okay, our options are we have Mason Plumley, we have we have Gorgie Jang, uh, we still have Alan Crabb, like you said, Nerlens Noel. Should we take Nerlens? Just <laughs> oh man, I, I think that would be if people listened this far to get Nerlens Noel. I think <laughs> I think that would be uh, that would be quite mean. I do they take man, Seth Curry even though he's a late that's bloomer? My, I, that's my vote. I mean, you look at how perfect he is with Dallas. He, him and Dallas might be the best player out of all of these, and maybe I'm biased. And there's a very good chance. And on he be, this. he became the best version of himself in Dallas too. So maybe exactly. he be, maybe he becomes that earlier in his career. Exactly, and he did it twice, so it wasn't a fluke either time. You know, true. Um, I mean, and a lot of these other guys kind of peaked early. Like Mason Plumlee's nowhere near as good as he was three years ago. Gorgie Jang, he's he's pretty close to his peak right now. Uh, but Alan Crabb, you know, he's been battling injury. I go Seth Curry. I think that's that's where we go. Other notable, uh, Andre Roberson, 
Reggie Bullock. Uh, man, this is t- this list is awful. Hey, want If you want to go for another map, Ryan Brokoff. He's Ryan on, Brokoff he's went undrafted in this draft. <laughs> uh, Nicolo Melli also went undrafted in this draft. Dwayne Dedman, another undrafted player, who is uh, who's pretty he's pretty good, but I still I don't even think he gets drafted at this point. Man, this draft is so bad after the first like <laughs> first seven or eight. Man, but Seth Curry, I think we're we're good with it there, right? Yeah, I vote Seth. If if you're good with that, I'm good with Seth. So Seth all of a sudden comes on a team, a Dallas Mavericks team. Uh, who was on the Mavericks in in 2013? This is, this is oh, a- I'd rather not hear this. I'd rather not hear. This. <laughs> hey, just know that it all ends up being Luca and, and Porzingis. So yeah, yeah, trust the process. <laughs> uh, the the 20. This is a, almost a 50 win Mavericks team. This is this is Monte. This is Dirk. This is Sean Marion still. Uh, Vince Carter, uh, Devin Harris still. So he comes and fits in. He becomes like a sixth man type. They already sort of had Devin Harris in this role a little bit because Devin Harris and Vince Carter were coming off the bench, playing like twenty plus minutes off the bench with Brandon Wright and Jay Crowder as well. Man, what a what an interesting backcourt that would have been. That team was a lot better than I remember. Wow. I think I just thought of the 2012-13 season being so miserable, and I just assumed uh, yeah. I just read the other history. Wow. Yeah, they were better They were better in this season. Um, but, yeah, Seth Curry would have came and fit in, and then he would have replaced, you know, uh, I think Vince Carter leaves the next year, right, or the year after that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was the year. That was the DeWan Blair year. That's that's right. <laughs> that's how it's known the dewan blair yeah. year everyone so, knows it as that year <laughs> there you go so we redrafted and we'll just we'll just end it there because it's too sad to go for utah and, and milwaukee no, for the, the next it's, picks. Yeah, it's not worth the effort <laughs> it's not worth it so we give him seth curry goes to the mavericks uh man that's interesting so it, if i don't think much changes for the mavericks you know player wise as far as uh you know transactions i think they, they keep seth curry and he's able to get a second contract with the with the mavs in some way and hopefully it gets, you know, becomes a better player and becomes the player that he ended up becoming with the Mavericks earlier. Yeah. I mean, if they had a Seth Curry, I mean, during the 2014, 15 season, I mean, that alone changes a lot, you know, and who knows if what they do with Parsons going forward, if Curry emerges into this player well before, um, obviously, you know, different positions, but they both handled the ball a decent amount. Um, so who knows like how this impacts future free agents, anything like that. I don't think it affects very much. I think he is. I think he still has a small footprint, you know, contract wise and everything like that. Maybe he becomes, you know, a good enough player that he gets a, a bigger contract than he gets now. But uh, there you go, guys. We redraft the 2013 draft. Richard, tell everybody where they can find you and your draft content. Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at Mavs Draft and on MavsDraft.com, and hopefully, you know, getting some scouting reports as the draft eventually gets closer. There you go. So go follow him on Twitter. We'll, he'll be back doing, you know, draft profiles whenever we get to those. So guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.